Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. We are continuing our series today uh, on the book of Hosea, and we are talking about the theme of hitting refresh. You know, when you're searching online and the browser page is just not working or your phone isn't working, and so you're told, hit refresh, and that will refresh the page, get it back to where it needs to be, and we'll be able to go from there. And so we're wondering, like, when we look at the book of Hosea, does that give us some stuff that needs to be refreshed in our lives? Now, last week, Brad, Pastor Brad, shared about how one of those keys to hitting refresh in our lives is understanding that it can't be our way, that we can't hold on to our stubbornness, we can't hold on to our selfishness, we can't hold on to expecting God to function our way. We need to function His way. We need to function according to His path, His code, His his will. And if we do that, that refreshes us and that refreshes who we are and the direction we're going and how we think and how we process. And if we continue to just do it with stubbornness, then that's going to end up continuing to cause problems. And so we need to get rid of that stubbornness. It's kind of like a virus in our system. We need to get rid of the stubbornness, hit refresh, get it back to a clean slate and do it God's way. Well, today we're talking about love and what love is and we want to hit refresh on what we understand love to be now often when we talk about love the things that come to mind and the things that are talked about in songs and in pop culture and on movies and tv and online and the memes and everything that we see and everything we talk about tends to be love is this thing about gifts and show and presence and luxury and romance and physical appearance and attraction and public declarations buying someone flowers it's um compromise and permission and acceptance and not having conflict and sex and and it's all those things express love or our lovers what love is made of i mean i mean how many songs are out there now that they they use the word love but they're actually talking about something else and how many shows um talk about you know what the only thing the only thing that really matters is if we love each other but that really isn't about um, sacrifice. It's really about just making sure that you care about one another. Is that what love is? Is that what love has to be? Is that truly what God wants love to be built of and made of and expressed as? Well, I, I think that's the thing that we often assume and they often think about, but The problem is, with all of those expressions and all those foundational pieces of what we assume love to be, is that whenever a trial or problem comes along, it falls apart. It crashes and burns easily. This relationship, whether it's a physical relationship or it's this uh, ongoing friendship that you have with somebody or it has to do with appearance or attraction or just um, just dealing with that lack of conflict and everyone being peace and really liking each other and really being attracted to one another and wanting to be around each other. It takes the smallest things in life to shatter that. And I really mean some of the smallest 
things. You get into an argument, shattered. You're bored, shattered. It, you have a cold, all of a sudden nobody wants to be around you. You're, you're wanting, you're, you're at home, you're trying to figure out what to eat, you want Chinese, they want fast food, all of a sudden the argument's there and the love is gone from the room. Um, it's, you have, you're traveling and you get a flat tire, the love is gone. Uh, you've got a whiny child, you've got a child. And the love is, no. I, okay, let's be honest. We love our kids, but some days having a kid makes you question what love is. Let, let's, just, let's just be honest. Some days it's like, what is going on? What have I done? And this idea of love just falls apart. I mean, you're around your in-laws. Love's gone. When we believe that love is the, just the simple attraction or the feeling, the presence or the gift, the, the show, the, the, the physical attraction or physical expression, if that's all it is, why would it so quickly disappear with something as small as being around your in-laws or your kids being whiny or getting a flat tire on a road trip? Is love that fragile? Is that how small and insignificant love is. Well, I don't think that's what God wants love to be. I don't think that's really what love is. I, I think what that is is more like uh, uh, um, a frost on the ground or, or fog in the air. Now, we're familiar with frost and we're familiar with fog. And it's, it's this thing that when it's when it's there, it is obvious, it is clear, that is pretty much all you can see, that's all you can think about. The fog is there, and it is apparent, it is obvious. When you get up and there's frost on the ground, you can smell it, you can, you can almost taste it when you go outside, you hear it crunch on the ground, you can see it, it's there and it's obvious. But with fog and with frost, when the sun comes up, and it burns those things off and they're gone. They're just gone. They don't, it doesn't take long. It like it takes a couple hours and all of a sudden the sun is up a little bit higher and the fog burns off and the frost is gone and you can't even tell they were there to begin with. I think when we, we build love on the wrong things, out of the wrong things, it ends up being like fog and frost where just the smallest thing comes along and they're gone. And I think God intends love, true love, to be built of something different. And that's why I think we need to hit refresh on our concept of love. This is what it says in Hosea chapter 6, uh, verses 4 to 6. Okay, Hosea, it's, a, it's one of the minor prophets. It's minor because it's short, not because it's insignificant. Uh, it's in the Old Testament. And this is what it says in chapter 6, verses 4 to 6. It says, What can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. Therefore, I cut you in pieces with my prophets. I killed you with my words, the words of my mouth. Then my judgments go forth like the sun the sun, burning off the frost, burning off the mist. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, 
an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. Now, I, I, let's focus on that last part. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. See, so, so often we see this illustration here that the, the way we were doing it and the way we assume love is supposed to be, it gets burned off very quickly. Something changes and it's gone. And God says, I'm not looking for sacrifice. I'm not looking for burnt offerings. I'm not looking for the show. I'm not looking for the fancy words. I'm not looking for all the expression. What I'm looking for is something deeper. I'm looking for mercy and acknowledgement of God. And what I think that boils down to, or if I can word it slightly different, is that true love is made of kindness and knowing God. True love is made of kindness and knowing God. Now this is what I, let me break that down. Kindness and mercy is all about, um, well mercy is when somebody does something and you forgive them. Uh, they do something wrong and, and you forgive them. And kindness goes right with that, where these are acts that are given to people and offered to people when they don't deserve it. Um, that are they've done something wrong and you still treat them well. That's kindness. That's mercy. And this knowledge of God or the awareness or understanding of God is about digging into your relationship and a connection with God is having a more awareness of his presence and his spirit and who he is and what he desires and both acknowledging and saying yes God is God and I am not but also having an understanding of who he is and how he functions and what he wants and so I think if we build love out of understanding God and showing kindness that ends up changing love from being the frost or fog or mist and it becomes something much bigger, much heavier, much much deeper. And we have love in our lives, both with how we treat our family, we have it with our spouse, we in our intimate relationships, we have it with our family and friends, and we also have love in our relationship with Christ, with Jesus. And love needs to be something that doesn't fall apart. It needs to be something deeper in all those areas, in all those relationships, in all those connections, even in our outer community as we treat other people. And I think when we build love on something that's more sustainable, more, more heavy, more long-lasting, like kindness and understanding God, um, it makes love not to be frost or mist or fog. It turns it into something more like an iceberg. An iceberg where you have this giant, massive chunk of ice. It's not just frost on the ground that's, that's there and then gone. It's this thing that you only see part of it sticking out of the water, but it is massive, massive underneath the surface. And it takes huge changes, massive, long, crazy changes to affect an iceberg, to get rid of an iceberg, to break an iceberg. This isn't something that just all the sun comes up and now it's gone. This is something where the temperature would have to rise crazy huge amounts for a long time or you would have to have a massive ship drive into it and smash it to bits and work very hard. I mean, we know like the 
we know that a hundred years ago there was a ship that ran into an iceberg and it was the ship that lost the titanic lost against the iceberg that's not frost that's not fog that's not something that just falls apart or just goes away in an instant with the smallest trial and the smallest problem that's something that endures that can take the hardest hits and still last and i think that's what god is saying you know what the love that you've been expressing or the love that you've been the things that you've been building your love on they're not going to last they burn off in the mist and i want your love to be built of something that endures that's resilient like an iceberg and so he's saying listen i don't want just that showy stuff i don't want just sacrifice i don't want burnt offerings i don't want just you to buy me flowers i don't want you to just give me kind words i don't want just poetry i don't want it just to be lovey-dovey and fake or just something that's simply based on a, a, a feeling or emotion right now. I want this love to be something deep and significant and, in, and resilient that doesn't shake and shatter because the sun comes up or because the wind changes or because we get a flat tire or because all of a sudden I have to be around my in-laws. And by the way, I love my in-laws. They're really wonderful people, um, most of them. But sometimes we get in these situations and, and our love is built on something that is thin. And God is asking us, calling us to hit refresh and say, don't build your love on those things. Don't, don't let that be the source of your love. You're the source of your love needs to be kindness and acknowledging or knowing God. True love is made of kindness and knowing God. So this is what this is what that looks like in our lives. Number one, mercy and kindness. That means that we need to be not we need to be slow to judge other people. It means we need to be quick to forgive other people. It means that we need to have a deep desire to understand them. It means that we can't just go into a conversation or an argument looking for how can I win? How can I get my side? How can I get what I want out of it? It has to be our first priority. And it, it, it changes things. When you can make your primary motive, when you can stop and it's hard. It is very hard. But if you can stop before you even enter the conversation or at the moment where you sense the conversation is changing and you can pull yourself back and go, this is not about me being right. This is about us finding the truth. I have to find the truth here. And understanding that a big part of that is understanding the other person, not just finding holes in their argument, but making sure that you really understand them and kindness and mercy is about bringing that into your motives and driving your conversation to understand other people it means that you have to have a desire for their good it means that you have to be you have to have simple consistent acts of blessing where you look at them and say i want what is better for you i want what is best for you i want to give what blesses you and have that be a desire in your heart and in your mind and in your life and if you can build that kindness and mercy 
inside of you. And God builds that. And if you seek that, He'll give that to you. Then you start building your love into something that's not fleeting and, and, and burns off, but something that's massive like an iceberg. Now the second part of it, the second part of it is, is awareness or understanding or acknowledgement of God. And that gets built up by following Jesus and, and building your intimacy with, with, with God. And, and following Jesus isn't just uh, mentally saying, I believe in Jesus and I want to follow him. But it actually means that you look to Jesus for direction in your life. And when he gives you direction, you follow it. You follow his directions. That when he says you need to stop, um, you need to stop sleeping with so and so outside of your marriage. Then you need to do that. When he says you need to stop cheating on your taxes, you need to do that. When he says you need to forgive that person for what they did, you need to do that. When he says you need to get up and you need to change your job, you need to do that. That's what following his direction. When he gives you direction, you follow those directions. That's what following Jesus is. And that's part of acknowledging God and part of your understanding of Him. It means that you need to spend time in worship and giving Him the praise and the acknowledgement and saying, you know what, this isn't me, this is all you. This isn't my power, this is your power. This isn't my wisdom or my knowledge. This is your power and your wisdom and your knowledge that is guiding me and giving me direction. It means that you need to spend time in prayer talking to Him but you need to also spend time in prayer listening to him and getting, becoming familiar with his voice and spending time in his word so you can know his word and recognize when he says something. And I believe that it may not be an audible voice, but the more you're aware of, of his word and the more time you spend listening to him, the more aware you will become of his leading. And it will become easier and easier and clearer and clearer what it is he wants you to do. Um, I think that is available for each and every one of us. Uh, I believe that it's not, it's not just knowledge of the Bible, but knowledge of God. And that if you do this, then that knowledge of God ends up bleeding into everything in our lives. Because He'll talk to you about your family. He'll talk to you about your relationships. He'll talk to you about your job. He'll talk to you about your money. He'll talk to you about your physical health. He'll talk to you about your mind. He'll talk about, to you about your emotions and your hobbies and the things that you're spending your money on and the things that you're watching on TV and the music you're listening to and what clothes you're wearing and how you should be talking to people and the practices that you need to start doing and the things you need to stop doing. And He'll, he'll start speaking words into you that relieve your fears and take away your anxiety. He'll lead you down down the path that it is hard and challenging and painful but ends up blessing other people and gives you that purpose that says you know what you're going to go through pain and you're going to go through trials and it's going to cost you a lot but that purpose you will have finally you will have purpose in your life and that purpose is building the kingdom of God and expressing kindness and mercy and all of a sudden when you acknowledge God and you have that understanding of him and you are building your love out of understanding him and kindness it's no longer just something that's there for a moment and then gone. You hit refresh on what you think about love, and all of a sudden it becomes something that can take down a ship. It becomes an iceberg. It becomes something massive and resilient. And if you want love like that in your life, 
then you need to build it out of kindness and knowing God. So follow Jesus. Listen to Him. And actively look at others and think, how can I show kindness and mercy to them? You start doing those things and your love will be refreshed. It'll change. And your true love that's built out of kindness and understanding God will become resilient, become like an iceberg. Where everybody else's gets shattered by the simplest things that fades like fog or frost. I think if we do that, it changes who we are, changes our relationships, it changes our reputation, and it changes the influence and effect that we can have on our world. So even in this pandemic, even in these restrictions, even while we're going through this, maybe more important while we're going through this, hit refresh what you consider to be love and let God turn it into an iceberg. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Mm-hmm.